Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. Testing one. Give him another hand. <laughs> I'll never forget when we had our kids dedicated. We had Wendy's dad come on up and dedicate him to the last memory. That'll be cherished forever. So, all right. Uh, my phone. Yes, you, I need my phone. Because I'm going to open up. I just feel a little, you know, I'm trying to be spirit led. Come on, man, you guys got to help me out. You guys say, yeah, yeah, pastor, I know you're spirit-led. That's good. <laughs> oh, man, when you go through Instagram, it could really be a long journey. All right, here we go. So, uh, you, guys, you guys ever heard of a pun before? A pun is not a joke, but a pun is a pun. All right, and so I'm just going to read you this pun. And then I'm going to go right to the word. Is that good? Okay. Yesterday I saw an ad that said radio for sale, $1. Volume stuck on full. I thought, I can't turn that down. <laughs> so, take your Bibles, turn to the book of Hebrews. Chapter 11, and we're going to talk about faith today. Here's what I want to do. I want to take about 15 minutes. <laughs> I promise it'll be 15, maybe longer, because it's already noon. It'll be, it'll be 15 or 20 minutes, because I want to get to a prophetic word that was released by Cindy Jacobs at Saturday night that we had the conference here. Now, I don't know how many people were at that service. If you're at that service, put your hand up. So we're not going to play the whole service. But the word was about three minutes long. And I feel like when the Lord, when she released that word, that um, it was such a big word that it's going to take faith. It's going to take capturing that word by faith and anchoring it from heaven to earth. To believe, to believe that word. And so what I want to do is I want to, at the very end, release that word uh, because it was a corporate word for Convergence House Prayer. And I feel like it's important for us to hear it corporately. And it was so encouraging. And it's, a, it's really everything that Ecclesia is all about. And so when I listened to it, again, I listened to it three times before I even came out uh, this, this morning. I was listening to it. I asked Caitlin, I got to, you know... Make sure you have that thing ready. Make sure you have it ready to go. Because after listening to it three times, I was so encouraged by the prophetic word. But I was asking the Lord to, for faith to believe it. Yeah. And there are, there are certain things that um, the Lord has promised you that you have to ask the Lord for supernatural faith to apprehend that word. Yeah. To actually believe that, what that, that word is from heaven and it's for you. So... So what I want to do is I want to talk quickly about faith. I want to go to that word. And then what we're, I think we're going to do is when we release the word, if, that, if that, any, of that, any part of that word applies to you, then I, I'm going to either have you like stand or I'm going to, well, you guys will be standing, oh, anyway, or come forward. I don't know how we're going to do it. I never know how we're going to do it. So that's, that's what makes me kind of strange. Because I just want to catch the wind, right? Is that good? All right, some of you don't know what that means. It just means I want to do what God's doing. So, <clears throat> so just kind of in review, um, as the ecclesia, as the ruling council, um, that God delegated authority to us to actually bring heaven to earth. Can we say amen to, amen to that? So the plan that God has from the very foundations of the world that we would rule and reign with him and we would actually destroy the works of the, of the enemy, the devil, right? And so um, we get to co-labor with the Lord to do just that. So the Lord says in Matthew 4.17 that 
In order for, this, for that to happen, we have to repent. Now, repentance is more than just turning your life over to Jesus, which is amazing. It's actually changing the way you think. That's what the word means. So in order for us to rule and reign with him, we're going to have to shift how we think. And he gave us a prescription. He said, I only do what I see my father do. In other words, the reality that Jesus lived from was from heaven to earth. So, so we're, we're very earthly-minded. We have to become more heavenly-minded. And so that's a, that's a difficult task, isn't it? How do you live from heaven to earth? And so one of the keys of the kingdom that the Lord's given us to do that is something called faith. Faith is a key that is an anchor for us to live from the unseen realm to the seen realm, from heaven to earth. It says in 2 Corinthians 4.18, listen to the Apostle Paul writing to the ecclesia in Corinth. He says, so we fix our eyes, that's a strong word, we fix, we stare, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That doesn't mean that Paul is staring at the sky all the time while he's driving the car, you know, or he's riding his donkey, whatever. You know, that's not, that's not the... He's, he's, living, he's, he's living in the mundane, in the day-to-day, not fixed on what is seen, but anchored in what's unseen. He's understanding, he's trying to gain access to heaven so he can see what the Father's doing and so that he can go ahead and move with what he's telling them to do. Does that make sense? So the prescription of, of followers of Jesus is not only to have Jesus as, uh, in our hearts as Lord and Savior, but the adventure of knowing him and, ask, and moving from a place of the unseen realm from heaven living from that reality on earth. That means when you, go to, when you go to work tomorrow, when you go to work tonight, or if you go out this afternoon, it's learning how to live from an, another world. Now, that's a stretch. So if you're following, let's just do something very practical that no one's engaged with and no one follows his politics. No one follows politics. No one's engaged. No one has an opinion. But what's important is that you can get all the Twitter feeds from both the conservative and the liberal camp, but living from the unseen realm is saying, what does the kingdom of God say about this? See, I can live from the scene. I can live reading, I can live reading you know, quotes from different people who are in politics, or, and that's living from the scene, and it's okay to gain knowledge around that, but we have to ask the question is, what are you doing, Lord, and how do I advance the kingdom of God in our nation? That's learning to live from the invisible realm into the visible. Does that? Matthew 6, 9, uh, 9 through 11, but a portion of Scripture says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? On earth, On earth as it is in heaven. So how do we access heaven? How do we draw from his kingdom into ours? This is a crucial question, and I only have a moment to, t- to, to actually talk about it. But Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. You guys are all there? All right, I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified Classic because Bobby Connor told me to. So <laughs> now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. <laughs> That's crazy, right? It's God. It's the Word. Let me read it to you again out of the Amplified so we can kind of you know, tackle it a little bit here. Now, faith is the assurance... Again, the, 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 the you know, 
parentheses, the confirmation or the title deed of things we hope for. So faith is the assurance of what we hope for. Faith feeds on hope. Faith actually uh, embraces and pulls into the present what we're hoping for in the future. Faith, without hope, without, without faith, hope is a wish. And there's a difference between wishing for something and hoping for something. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love, but the top three are faith, hope, and love. Okay, so, so you take all the amazing things in the word that we see, the gifts and the, all that, faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love are key to the believer's life. So... If I have, I know I have hope in something because I have faith feeding on it. Does that make sense? So the things that we hope for, now faith is the assurance of the things we hope for. Being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. I know, I know when hope is alive in me because faith is nearby. In other words, if I hear a word that we're going to hear in a few moments or a word is delivered to you or you have something that, that is supernatural because hope is supernatural. Hope is not something, oh, well, I just hope for this. Hope is supernatural to the believer. Hope says, I, I don't understand, I don't quite understand my circumstances right now, but there's a hope that transcends my understanding. And when the hope that comes from the Lord settles into your spirit, now faith is attracted to that and feeds off of that hope because hope has to do with something in the future. Faith says, I go ahead and I apprehend it right now. Are you guys all right? Yeah. Colossians 3, 1 through 3, since then you have been raised with Christ. It says, set your hearts or your affections on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. 2 Corinthians 4.18, and again, so fix your eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So the Lord says, the Bible instructs us to turn our attention and our affection to the things God's put in our heart that we hope for. Does that make sense? Unbelief is anchored in what is visible or reasonable apart from God. Unbelief honors the natural realm instead of the invisible realm. Unbelief is faith in the inferior. Faith is the ability to see from the heart where the spirit is active. Romans 10.10 says, for, the heart, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So through faith, man is able to come into agreement with God. You see, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when we submit the things of God to the mind of man, unbelief are the, is the result. But when we submit the mind of man to the things of God, we end up with faith. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, it says, this is a fun, anyway, don't you just love the word? All right, I'll just say that, all right. 
Because the word could be so simple, but yet so profound. Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand. Let me tell you what it doesn't say. We understand so we can have faith. So our culture is about understanding something first so that we can have faith for it second. But the Word of God says, no, we actually understand by faith. That's why it says, live by faith. Walk by faith. Because faith transcends our understanding. It moves us from the visible realm into the unseen realm where the supernatural exists. It's by faith that we understand. Again, the Amplified, we exercise the mind to direct one's mind to that the universe was formed at God's command. That word is rhema. So that what is seen is not made out of what... Wow, that, so, what, so that what is seen was not made out of that which was visible. The Lord spoke... And the world's formed. And I want to tell you that he is still speaking. Oh, you guys are all right. You guys doing okay? I'm passing up a lot of stuff here. So, don't do that. So, faith feeds on hope. Hope looks to the future, but faith lays hold of its reality now. Faith is the proof of what we possess. By faith, you can have something before you have it. You guys all right? So faith then is both assurance and evidence. Faith brings into reality what is not seen or even sensed. Faith grabs a hold of what is happening in heaven and brings them here to earth. Faith takes what is taking place in the kingdom and appropriates them here on earth. Faith enables us to take hold of and possess the reality of what God has promised before the promise is realized. Does that make sense? Second yeah. Corinthians 5, 7, which I've already said, but we'll, we walk by faith and not by your sight will trick you. But so often we walk by sight and try and live by faith. When the kingdom is all about, by faith we understand, so my under, that by faith I understand, so I actually walk by faith and not by sight. Faith doesn't deny the problem. Faith actually supersedes the problem and anchors it in a hope that gets you through it, Right? So what's the, what's the promise the Lord's given you? You have a choice to receive that by faith. Or you can look at that as an impossibility and lean on your own understanding. And by leaning on your own understanding, you never possess the promise that the Lord's given you. 
And I know that it could be tiring. I know sometimes the promises of God are yes and amen, and they happen tomorrow. And there are times the promises of God are yes and amen, and it takes 10 years. But believers walk by faith and not by sight. It's not living in a place of being, you know, oblivious to the current situation. It just means that the current situation that that I find myself doesn't determine my lifestyle, doesn't determine my direction. I have a promise. Come on, it's all the way from Genesis to Revelation. What was it when Moses stepped on the scene and says, we're going to go ahead and take three million people and deliver them out of Egypt and into Israel because I want my people to come worship in the promised land. Your understanding would say, how can this be? How can three million people just walk right out of Egypt? Moses, you a crazy man. But Moses had a word. He had an encounter. Faith comes out of relationship, not just out of principle. If we don't live from a place of encounter, then we're going to be reaching with our own understanding. Moses had the encounter. Yeah, there was a bush that talked to him. Strange. But got his attention. He got a word from the Lord. He was obedient to the word. And Moses couldn't quite figure it out. Like, how are you going to do it? And he says, hey, he even says, can you just please send someone else? Because I am unqualified. So the rod turns into a snake. The river turns into blood. Locusts come out of nowhere. Flies, they're demonic too, maybe. (laughs) Flies and fleas. Anyway, personal matter. It still took 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel. Israel got out of Egypt, but Egypt was still in Israel. Does that make sense? It took a generation. Because even though they saw the miracles, they didn't believe. So we're challenged. We're challenged to view our our nine-to-five our daily lives through two types of lenses. Either we view it through our understanding in the natural or we view it in the spirit or from a kingdom reality, from a a relationship anchored in Jesus from the kingdom of God. The word is, by faith, we actually come to a place of understanding. Like you, I'm human. Like you, we all have challenges. I don't sit, I don't stand above you, I sit with you. Like you, I have promises. Like you, I have challenges. Like you, I have disappointments. I'm not immune to those things. Because the goal, the kingdom goal, is not for me to be problem-free, but for me to look more like Christ. That's the goal. So problems can shape me or break me. And you understand there's problems that are at a 1, 2, and 3, and then there are problems that are at a 9, 10, and 11. But we have to make a choice in the season we're in, and that is, 
Do I look at this problem through the lens of faith or do I look at it through the natural lens of my own understanding? The newspapers I pick up, the things I see on the internet, the things I Google, the blogs I read, all these things. I, you can read all those things. You can even read things about God. But I'm telling you, it's not until you come into a place of relationship where you are connected to him, you are like John 15, the vine and the branch, where there's an assurance that goes beyond all understanding. Hebrews 11.6, but without faith, it's impossible to please and be satisfactory to the Lord. Now, we know, the scripture tells us, that every person's been given a measure of faith. The only reason why you're sitting here is that God's given you a measure of faith to actually draw you. You might be here for other reasons, but you're here. The very next breath that you have and that you take is by the grace of God. It's so amazing to me that someone can shake their fist at God and use the very words and breath that God gives them to do it. So in order to have a relationship with the Lord, it must be done through faith. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. Now let me tell you the difference between, and this is, I'm going to wrap it up here. Are you guys amazed? 20, 25 minutes. I shouldn't say you guys amazed. Probably. Are you guys shocked? That's probably a better word. I should never talk about time either. I always get like three or four rebukes. Just preach, who cares? Okay, so what's the difference between faith and presumption? Because we don't want to be presumptuous. And a lot of people struggle between faith and presumption. In other words, they take a step of faith and they're saying, am I being presumptuous right now? I don't know about this. So we, wanna, we, want, uh, we want there to be a level of integrity in our walk with God, and we, want there to be, we don't want it to be presumptuous and make a huge, a huge mess. Does that make sense? I need to hear you guys. Maybe you're thinking. Maybe it's like, okay. So let me just give you my definition of it, so, and you guys can always do your own research. The difference between faith and presumption is faith is our response to God's word of revelation. Presumption expects God to respond to our word. So faith, the difference between faith and presumption is faith is our response to God's word of revelation. Faith is a response to revelation. Faith is a response to God's revelation. Presumption expects God to respond to our word. God, this is what I want. I'm going to have faith for it. God said, I never said it. I didn't ordain it. There's no wind on it. I'm quiet about this. But God, that's what I want. And the Lord said, please anchor yourself in the unseen realm where the promises are don't step out and be presumptuous because, friend, that could be a train wreck. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Faith is assurance in the revelatory word of God. That's very personal. 
So when I read the word, I call it rhema. If I read the word and it lifts off the page and it hits my spirit, I might not understand it, but I know something just, there's been a transaction that's just been made. It's hit my spirit. My spirit's much more alive than my mind. My spirit's eternal. So lifts off the page, it hits me here. I'm like, whoa. I read the verse again. I'm like, I don't quite understand it, but something just happened. So I journal it. Something was just activated in the spirit that's going to actually move to my mind. At some point, I'm going to understand it. But by faith, we understand. Let the transaction hit you first. Oh, you guys are around. So the secret to bringing his world into this one is by faith. It's actually anchoring ourselves in the unseen, living from a place of communion with the Lord that actually releases a measure of not just faith, but hope too. And when hope fills your heart, as the hope is coming from God, faith feeds on that. But that's a decision you have to make. You're not going to automatically feel like, oh my gosh, there could be a supernatural deposit, but in this moment you're going to hear this word that was released over us, and you're going to say, oh, that's amazing. That gives us hope. But there's going to be something that God has to put in us to actually give us faith to believe it, to apprehend it. And so I say simple things like, because I'm a simple person, I choose to believe. I choose to believe. When we planted Convergence House of Prayer 22 years ago, actually this marks our 22nd anniversary, Today? Today's the 17th? Yeah. 22 years ago, gosh, I was, I was a young married. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, how many young married? You know what I'm talking Like, you have two little kids. You want us to do what? Leave Oregon, come to the Bay Area with nothing? I walk by and not by sight. By faith, I understand. Faith often answers the what question, but not the how question. What are we supposed to do? Go. And I'm a how person. I don't know how many how people that are here, but I'm all wanting the how first. Give me the how, and then I'll go. Like, give me the understanding so I can have faith for it. And the Lord's like, that's not how it operates in the kingdom. It's by faith you're going to understand. Are you willing to go and trust me? Then it gets so intense in the spirit, man, you can't say no. You know what I'm saying? Like the Holy Spirit can be really persuasive. So I want to encourage you today. Really, I want to encourage you today. Your hope, is al- your hope is alive. The things you hope for is alive. Feed it with faith. And when you wrestle with unbelief, you just say, Lord, simple things like, Lord, I choose to believe. It's like it says, help my unbelief. I choose to believe. I choose to apprehend it. I choose to believe. Because I want to live from heaven to earth. Are you guys ready for that word? I feel like I kind of set the table, you know, a little bit too much. But, but you know what? There's no need to even play a keyboard, not yet, because you're playing the keyboard in the Word. <laughs> yes, in the recording. Yes, because it, it was here. It was here. I just feel like, are you guys ready to be encouraged? Yes. You guys ready to be encouraged? All right. So I don't know how I, should I just stand up here? Or should I just, I should probably just, you know, yeah, I don't know. All right. So...
Um, and then I, there's, there's going to be a call, there's going to be a response to this. And I, I'm gonna, I think what we'll do is, we'll, as a response, we'll just invite you to come forward and we'll just want to pray everybody. So pray for everybody before we leave today. Amen? Can we do that? Okay, it's three minutes long. You guys anchored? You guys ready? You got, okay, first of all, you guys all know Cindy Jacobs. How many people don't? You never heard of her? Never? You never? Okay, put your hand up. Don't be bashful. Okay, so, so she's obviously, she's a prophet, been around for many, many years. And a lot of the things that she has said is true. Well, anyway, she landed here on a Saturday night at a conference that we had. It was good to have her in our house, which is amazing. We love Cindy. Wendy was driving her around, her and her husband, Mike. And so she just released the word. So anyway, that's, that's the bio on Cindy. But don't go to your uh, smartphones right now and find out more about her. So let's go ahead and listen to this. I want to prophesy over this church a moment. And the Lord would say... The spirit of evangelism is being poured out upon this church. Well, you can say amen. And the Lord the says, there are many souls that will be saved. And the Lord says, get ready because the harvest is not in the future. The harvest is now. And the Lord says, you have prayed and prayed and the bowls in heaven are full of your prayers and I'm gonna tip the bowls over this region. And it's gonna splash all over as we see the beginnings, Google, Twitter, Apple. There's a cloud of witnesses that are praying going to affect those who work in the cloud. Lord said it's revival time for the tech industry. It's revival time. And it's coming. It's going to spread from here to Seattle. Seattle is going to have a great, powerful move of God, says the Lord. And the Lord says, I'm going to open the doors for jobs for many of you in those industries. Receive it. And the Lord says you've seen miracles in this house, but nothing like you're getting ready to see. The Lord says you're going to make the headlines for the good things I'm going to do. The Lord says... They're even the little children of this church are gonna have dreams. They're gonna see visions. They're gonna have angelic visitations. The angels are coming. The angels are coming. The angels are coming to visit, says the Lord. Yes. New songs are gonna be written. The revival songs. The sound of heaven coming to earth. The song for a new movement. A new sound for a new movement will come from this house, says the Lord. Hallelujah. And it will be a prosperous place. For you are going to take care of the poor and the needy, the trafficked. Oh, it's going to prosper. Your business people are going to prosper extravagantly. New ideas, intellectual properties. I'm going to give them ideas and ideas and ideas for invention, says the Lord. And this church will be a house of prayer for all nations, red, brown, black, yellow, and white. Amen? Racism will not exist here. It will be a racist-free zone, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and thank God for the word. If, if, if you're in agreement, why don't you just come forward? I just want us to all pray together around that word. Jordan, if you wouldn't mind playing something. You can play the same chords you played that night. <laughs> I don't even know if you remember it.
You guys agree with that word? Would that be amazing? By faith, we understand. So here's what I have to believe. Is this word from heaven? If this word is from heaven, then I choose to believe. How's it going to happen? I don't know. But I choose to believe. Soul saved. Miracles released. Power. Creative miracles. Signs and wonders. Getting knee deep in, our, in social justice. Knee deep is kind of, I didn't mean like waist high, you know, swimming in it. Trafficking. Something I've been praying for for the last six months to a year. Just releasing the justice of heaven in our region. Creative problem solving. Entrepreneurial businesses being started. The business community flourishing. Revival at Apple and Facebook and Google. Do you believe it? You might not understand it, but by faith we understand. We don't understand something to have faith. We apprehend it by faith. So I just want you to take a moment. I just want you to close your eyes. And I, if you can remember some of the things that Cindy prophesied, I just want you to begin to, to imagine them happening. Well, what do you mean? I want you, to, I want you to dream. I want you to dream. I want you to get a picture of revival breaking out in the Silicon Valley. Whether it's Apple or Google or Facebook, I want you to get a vision, a picture. Ask God for it. What's it look like? For people rolling in here in wheelchairs and God's getting them free. The lame walking, the blind seeing. That happening not just in this room, but in our in groups all over. All over where believers are. Signs and wonders will follow those who believe. That's the promise. you believe it? Do you see yourself, picture yourself laying hands on the sick and they recover? Come on, picture yourself. Person who's deaf, you just put your hands on their ears and they're healed. Do you believe it? Choose to believe. Choose to believe. Choose to believe. Drug addicts delivered. Alcoholism delivered. Pornography delivered. Marriages healed. Moms and dads reunited. Light in our homes. Do you believe it? By faith we understand. It's by faith we understand. The reason why I wanted you to get a picture because I want to see, I wanted you to see yourself doing it. Like I've been saying for the last year, you're anointed, you're leaders, you're ministers of the gospel, you're believers. Mark 16 does not say that signs and wonders will follow pastors only or the fivefold. It's for those who believe. Listen, it's your inheritance. It's your inheritance. It's your inheritance. The Silicon Valley, Bill Johnson said this. This is amazing. While you guys are there, he's, we met with him afterwards. He says, the Silicon Valley is your inheritance. 
The tech industry is your inheritance. This is our inheritance. I'm a little cautious to say this, but I feel like I will just by faith. I'm talking about faith. He says, the presence of the Lord is here in this, in this space, and I see you guys growing by tenfold. That's 3,000 people. Bill's not flippant with his answers. He's not going to say anything if he doesn't feel like it's... not going to say anything just to please anybody. But we have something here, you guys. It's the grace of God being poured out, isn't it? I don't choose to have a corner on any market. That's not it. It's just I'm so grateful. And he chose you for such a time as this to be part of something bigger. And it's all about people encountering Jesus and their lives changing. It's all about changed lives, isn't it? It's all about changed lives. Do you choose to believe that? Do you choose to believe? Let's just say it, I choose to believe. I choose to believe. I want you to take a moment, look at your hands and say, these hands are going to heal the sick. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. For those of you who carry an entrepreneurial spirit, choose to believe that God's going to go ahead and he's going to use you powerfully in the marketplace. In the seven mountains, choose to believe. I choose to believe. So Lord, for this house, we choose to believe the word released. It really fits into everything that we're going after over the last two years about the ruling council, the ecclesia of God, moving beyond the walls into our city. Lord, I pray for a spirit of evangelism to fall on every single person in this, in this room today. The spirit of evangelism, the spirit of evangelism. God, I pray that there would be a boldness that would rise up in, through our timidity. God, I pray that the same, the same fire that was in Paul would be in us. It's the love of God that burns so much inside of me, I have to tell you about Jesus. It's compelling. It's compelling me. God, I pray by faith, we understand and we choose to believe. Well, I don't have an evangelistic gift. That is, that is, that's not what the Bible says. It says go, and as you go, make disciples of all nations. That's what it says. So the great equipper, the Holy Spirit, is going to use you powerfully. Just say, God's going to use me powerfully. He's going to use me powerfully. I choose to believe. Miracles. Signs and wonders. They're going to be performed as you take a step of faith. Because I believe that the Lord told me at that conference that he was there and then with Bill here, it's not going to be business as usual. There's something he's going to do that's going to shake us in an amazing way. So I'm asking the Lord, what does that mean? But I choose to believe. I choose to believe. Let's believe the Lord for godly families. Godly homes. The Word of God central. The love of God being poured out to moms and dads, but also through the generations. I mean, this is not just for me and my wife, it's for my children and my children's children. That's the promise. That's the promise. So I choose to believe. I choose to believe. God, I pray that you would uproot everything that's not centered squarely in the word. I pray, God, you break off addictions. God, I pray that you would apprehend and cleanse the secret sin. God, I pray that you would just remove shame off of so many people. The past is history. 
The past is the past. It's a new day for you. It's a new day for you. It's a new day for you. Say, I choose to believe. I choose to believe. Choose to believe that your kids, that your ceiling will be their floor. Choose to believe that they're going to do exploits greater than you. Do not hold them down. Do not push them down. Release them into the fullness of the plans of God. I choose to believe. Our children doing signs and wonders and miracles. Can we make that choice? And Lord, I just want to pray that you would break off every old paradigm or wineskin. Lord, I, I just throw myself overboard <laughs> into the waters of the Spirit. And we just say, God, just as long as you're with us, that's all that matters. It's all that matters is that you're with us. It's all that matters is that you're with us. Say, I choose to believe. Choose to believe. So, Lord, we just pray for a fresh baptism. If you want to receive that, just go ahead, put your hands up. Lord, we just pray for a fresh baptism. A fresh baptism. Fresh oil from heaven. Where there's any doubt, Lord God, fill it with faith. I will not let my past determine my future. Say it. I will not let my past determine my future. Say it again. I will not let my past determine my future. I feel like that needs to be declared over some of you. You just need to release that. Shame, leave in the name of Jesus right now. Right now. Perfectionism, leave. A sense of feeling that you're not good enough, that's, that's gone in the name of Jesus. Say, I choose to believe. Just take about 30 seconds and just tuck yourself in with God right now. Like, let him speak to you as Jordan or whoever's ministering, playing. Let the, just let him speak to you. I feel like he might give you a picture. He might give you an assignment. He might give you, he might give you a, a, a fresh calling. He might give you a certain direction. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's building that altar in your home. Maybe it's hope. Maybe it's going to give you hope again. Just take a moment.
Is he showing things to you? Yes, good. All right, let's, let's just kind of wrap it up. Take the hand of the person next to you. I just want to pray corporately over each other. Let me just read to you out of Hebrews 11.1 1 again. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for. Faith is being sure of what we hope for. Faith anchors itself to hope. And certain of what it does not see. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain, certain of what we do not see. All you guys, we see some things in measure, but there's so much more. We just pray that the measure would increase, Lord, that the measure would increase. Lord, we just pray for lives changed. That would just increase. Families changed. That would increase. Miracles would increase. People saved would increase. God, let it not just be anchored here in the walls of Convergence House of Prayer, though it's amazing that we gather, that we get to gather. But God, I pray that that would just, it would just blow open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Lord, that you would just set our hearts ablaze like never before. God, we're asking you for an impartation, Lord God, that leaves us abnormal in the context of not normal, but supernaturally normal where the supernatural really is natural, that the supernatural becomes natural, that signs and wonders would follow those who believe. God, I pray for a breakthrough in finances. That was a promise. I pray for a breakthrough in jobs and promotions in Jesus' name. That's the, that's the I choose to believe. To say I choose to believe. I choose to believe. Now we pray for the person on our left and our right. We just release in them both faith and hope. Let's just go after hope right now. Just pray for hope that would fill, that hope would fill the hearts of the person that you're holding hands with. It's not a wish, it's hope. It's not a wish, it's hope. Lord, fill our hearts with the, hope, with the promises of God, the hope for a better future in God. Fill our hearts, fill our hearts. Now pray faith would anchor itself to it. Pray for faith to believe. Faith to believe. Faith to believe. Faith to believe. It's being sure of what we hope for. God, I pray for a conviction this afternoon, this assurance, this belief that what we hope for is going to happen. That could be healing. That could be a marriage. That could be a, a family. That could be a community. That could be a, a workplace. That could be, that could be so many things. Ending poverty. Ending Bible poverty. So many things that we can jump in. So by faith, we're sure of what we're hoping for. And we're certain for what we do not see. Well, Lord, thank you for such an amazing family. Uh, you don't know how much of a joy it is to, I don't know, be your pastor, you know. Like, you guys are crazy. I love it. What a joy. Amen. 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 Look at somebody. And say, I choose to believe. That's going to be our, that's, I choose to believe. Whoops. I choose to believe. I choose to believe.
We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.